Hey everybody, welcome to the Sip and Speak. I am your host, Brandilyn, and this is a space where we we just discuss life, right? What's going on? Every month we'll have a different topic about life to talk about, and my hope is that you'll listen to this and hopefully it'll resonate with you. It should feel like we're just in a space vibing. So this month, we are talking about friendships and not just any friendships, but when friendships end, that's what we're talking about. So just a little background about me. I was a school counselor. I am still a school counselor, but I used to work in elementary school and I spent a whole lot of time talking to little girls about their friends. And how to be a friend, how to keep a friend, misunderstandings and friendships. And I don't work in elementary anymore, but I still work with, you know, young women. And this friendship topic just doesn't go away. However, what does go away are the resources and the support systems and helping us deal with friendships. So what happens when you lose one? Our friendships as women can be as close as family and developing those friendships is sometimes um, difficult or harder in adulthood than it was when we were younger in school and college. So the friends that we have, we tend to want to keep, right? So it's really popular to just be like, cut them off. That's a popular phrase. Cut them off. They didn't treat you right. Cut them off or good riddance or, you know, we just kind of have that. I'm too cool for this mentality where in reality, we could really be grieving that person not being in our life anymore. And it can really hurt our feelings. It can feel like a death. So this is what we're talking about today. So just to be honest with you guys, I recorded this more than once and I don't know what's wrong with my microphone. It wasn't working. So this one today is a mono pod episode. It's just me. So like if you're vibing along, let me know because, you know, I wasn't planning to carry a show just alone. So we not cool no more? Nah, girl, we not cool no more. Ghosted, not talking. I mean, have anybody experienced that? I totally have. And so I've lost probably three friends in my life that hurt me deeply to not have that person in my life when they exited. No one of them legit was on me, right? And losing that friend was tough. It probably took me a couple years like to really, really get over it. And like, if I'm a hundred about it, I still like miss that friendship. I'm not grieving that anymore. I've accepted that we're not friends, but I will just be honest and say, hey, like that person is a person that I can say, dang, I, I messed that up, right? Now, them other two, I feel like, I mean, I feel like the other two were just misunderstandings. I feel like the other one was too. It just, I know I went too far on, on things that I said. You know, we have to be responsible for the words that came out of our mouth. And I, I feel it though. I feel her side of saying like I don't really rock with Brandilyn no more but it still does not mean that I did not have a time getting over that relationship and the other two like there's moments when I'll be like well dog I don't even talk to that person no more 
And there's moments people will share with me. Do you did you hear about so and so was doing? I'll be like, no. And the fact that I say no, it puts me at a loss. And I'm like, well, damn, why do I have to say I don't know what's going on in this person's life? Because we're not cool anymore. Um, that just doesn't that does not mean that I'll be like, you know, fuck them, whatever they got going on. But it means that I do miss being a part of their world and I miss them being a part of my world. However, I've accepted that we're not in each other's worlds anymore. Um, But it was a process for me. And I don't know if you've lost a friend. I'm sure if you're listening, you may have a friend that you would have lost. And I'll give you some time to reflect on what it felt like to lose that person and what that feels like for you now. Um. But I I just want to call over some things real quick because we just literally don't have these conversations. So back in the 60s, there was a, uh, I'm giving y'all a little bit of history. Back in the 60s, there was a, a woman psychiatrist and her name was Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And she wrote this book called On Death and Dying. And at the time, it was very groundbreaking because at that time, people weren't having conversations about grief at all. And we are going to take what she wrote, that groundbreaking foundation text, mostly for counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, and we're going to apply this to a relationship. So she outlined about five or seven stages of grief, but for a breakup or a loss of a friendship, it's, it's kind of like five stages. So the first thing that you kind of go through on a breakup or a loss of a friendship is denial. Like, girl, are we really not cool no more? Like, you you still mad? You still mad about that? Am I still mad about that? It can, it can get tricky, that little denial phase. Like, when that person is just not answering your text calls, you're trying to reach out, you're trying to apologize, and they're just ghosting you. They're just completely silent. Like, that. that's that first stage. Are we really not cool no more? We just kind of just don't believe it. Like, we don't believe it. We just took it that far. Um, it can even be troublesome in the friendships that you have with other people when you're in that denial stage because you kind of want to see, well, what's going on with them? Like, did they say anything to you about what happened? Even if, you know, you're the you're the person at fault, they're the person at fault. The denial stage is that curiosity of well, what is really going on. You might be trying to call them to make amends, but that other party just doesn't say anything to you. And that that's denial. And that that can be the hardest phase to get over because it's just like, girl, are we really not cool no more? Like, what's really going on with that? Not surprisingly, this is the time where you send them long texts. Right? I think it's funny that, I mean, girl, you're tripping about are you still really big mad about this? Like, let's talk. This is that denial stage. The friendship has dissolved. It is over. But, and you could even be like, okay, I'm going to move forward. But damn, for real? That is the stage that many of us stay in. And we feel like that's just it. And then we should just move on to acceptance. But that, nah, that's just the first stage of this. The second stage of our friendship, once we kind of go through that denial stage the second stage is anger and that can seem like that this is fucked up that's a real fucked up thing that they said 
Or you know what? They tripping like they're a big tripping. This is the anchor stage. You might even find yourself saying things like, dang, after all that I did for them, this is how they treat me? For real? This is anger. It may not necessarily feel like a rage or something like that, but this is the stage where you can start feeling slighted by the other person and them not responding to you how they used to. It's also a really tricky stage here, that that anger space, because you can kind of feel like somebody owes you something at this space. They owe me an explanation as to why they're not talking to me. They owe me a reason to, for me to know why they're mad at me. Sometimes you don't know. They owe you something. Um, this is the, the time where it can be real tricky and you might end up bad-mouthing a person. You don't even mean to. You're just trying to Find some meeting as to why you two don't talk no more. Um, if you have mutual friends, this is the, the space where friends can mutual friends can start feeling like they need to pick sides because you're angry. What what I do to her? Like she ain't saying nothing to you about what happened. This is <laughs> this is that anger space. Um, then you can also get long, long text messages from people here too. long texts, long voicemails. Because you're trying to figure out what's going on. And anything that that person got away with in your friendship or things that you overlooked, things that you forgave, this is the time you, you will bring that up. Because you're angry about what has happened. Um, it, it, it can show up a whole lot of different ways. And just those are just some very popular ways that anger can show up as you are going through this loss of a friendship. I know for me, when I broke up with my friends and my friends broke up with me, I was in the anger stage for a while, too. I definitely said more than one time, this fucked up. <laughs> On the other hand, I would say, like, dog, you, you're not even going to ask me what my situation was about. Everything's about you. It is an odd space to be because you feel like you're the victim, right? And it can be hard for you to hear what other people have to say when you're angry because you feel that slighted in that space it's it's this is the space where you really don't want to get stuck in um it's where your all your emotions come out like we've been friends for 20 years and then you get mad about this or you we've been friends for a long time but you never said anything about you know a topic and now you want to like not talk to me because of these issues that i didn't even know about like this is definitely that anger space um, well, we make it inadvertently about us because we don't kind of know what to do. And talking about it with others can make them feel like they got to choose. They got to choose a side. What side are you going to be in, be on? I know when some other people have broken up in their friendships, it has felt like that. If you, if you talk to them, we not cool. Like, why would you want to talk to them and they're not cool? You want everybody to be on your side. Whatever side that is, you, you just want them to be on your side because you're angry. You need backup. That is the anchor stage of a, um, of a breakup. Our next space of, uh, of grief, according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, is the bargaining stage. And I know you like bargaining. Ain't nobody begging to be friends. <laughs> okay, anger. You're still there in anger. Um, but no, bargaining can look way different in a loss of a friendship versus like a like a death or even like a divorce it, it can look way different bargaining could be like um 
well, you know what? Maybe I need to listen to that person more. And you might send them the text in one of those long texts and it says, you know what? Sometimes I don't listen to you or sometimes I do this thing that annoys you. I'll stop doing that. You might be there on the bargaining side. And maybe you're not. Maybe you already in there. You know, ain't nothing to cut up off, right? Maybe you're there and you've cut them off. So you're looking to other resources to still make sense of this loss. And that could be anything like um, taking up a new interest in horoscopes. What's my horoscope say today? And, you know, oddly, when you read a horoscope, it, it, just, it tells you everything you want to know. Right. Whatever is going on, it's so generic, yet written in a way that makes you think that this is really talking about my situation. And if you're applying that to a friendship that you lost, you still don't have a meaning to it. You just say, well, this is what my horoscope said. And, and you're trying to make it have meaning. You're assigning meaning to it. But it's you're bargaining at this point. Um, you know, anything that can kind of forecast what's going to go on now that you don't have that person in your life that is a sign that you could be in the bargaining space of your friendship loss i know you could even be like having other people be like well dang did you talk to such and such like she's still on one she's still on that bullshit like she's still mad like you're you're questioning again you're, you kind of have a little bit of anger in there, but it's like you're literally like bargaining, seeing your negotiation position. Is there a resolve here? Or does she even like want to talk to me? Does she miss my friendship? Like that can be an honest question. Like, dang, don't, do you even miss me around like or anything like that? Or just trying to get some intel. It's a space of kind of bargaining, bargaining where your leverage is, where where are you in that space? Um, so so that can be odd. And some people get there and some people don't. But this is a stage that if you find yourself in and the loss of your friendship, hey, you're completely normal. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not soft. You're not anything negative. You are normal. And that is a normal space to be in, the bargaining space, stage. Another stage in the loss of the friendship um, comes depression. So I know, again, somebody's listening to this. Be like, ain't nobody crying over nobody. And if you do, it's okay. I'm just going to affirm you and say, you know what? If you cry about the loss of your friend, that's okay. But the depression stage can look a little different. It's kind of like anger. It shows up differently, but it leaves you feeling lost. It, I mean, not really lost, but it leaves you feeling... Um, you feel the loss. I'll say that versus anger. You just kind of be like angry and kind of keep that in the depression stage. At that point, you definitely feel the absence of that person in your life. It can look, of course, different than if somebody died or, you know, you got divorced. Friendship depression can look like you not wanting to do the things that the two of you used to do anymore. So let's say you guys used to go to seal and skull for brunch on Saturdays. That can be a place that maybe you don't go anymore. I call that landmines. Those places like that landmines. Like it's a place that you shared with that person. Um, so you tend to avoid it. Because it brings up the memories of that person. Um, 
and you just kind of are trying to do that out of sight, out of mind, you know, thing that we've learned how to do. Um, but it's really a sign of you moving forward in your loss. If you find yourself kind of avoiding spaces or even avoiding people or activities um, that you may have enjoyed with that friend or even you might see them, you might tend to avoid going to, you know, birthday parties of shared mutual friends or maybe even if your children are friends together, telling your spouse or a significant other to take the child to the party so you don't have to see them or sending your gift, you know, ahead of time so you don't have to go. That is a sign that is a how depression the depression stage of friendship can show up for you. Um, really that avoidance a lot of times. It can also kind of feel like you're hopeless. Like maybe you'll never make another friend and have a close bond like that with anyone else. Or maybe you feel the need to be more reserved with your other friendships or to not overstep your bounds, so to speak, in your other friendships. I know for me, I was in a hopeless space in my friendships. Like I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I was like extra cautious of what I would say um, because I didn't want to lose that friend. You know, um, I definitely have been there for that. Um, or just making sure I show up for somebody's event. No one good and darn well, like I need to be doing something else or I'm kind of busy or I'm booked that day. I'm um, trying to make it to be there for that friend for their event just so because I have the experience of losing a friend from not being able to go, you know, to one of their events. And I know you might be thinking, well, dang, if they're going to be mad at you for not going, was they really your friend? I don't know. But that's a real thing people feel. They feel if you don't come to their event that you're not um, you're not a good friend. So, y'all, you know your friends and you know if you can be absent and you know if you need to be there. And if you're going to be absent, you know, it's kind of like you got to run it by them. Like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um. And if you don't do that, you know it might cause a problem in your friendships. So if you have experienced friendship loss, that might be something that you, you know, are extra keen paying attention to. So you don't have to make more, you know, spaces that you avoid in the depression stage. And then finally, we get to a space where we accept that we're not friends with that person anymore, right? This is the final stage. And I just want everyone to be reminded that this is not something that happens suddenly. You very likely don't lose a close friend and be like, let me cry about it on Saturday, my Sunday, we, I'm good. No, this, this usually takes some time and it typically will help you if you take some self-reflection and just being honest about that. There is nothing wrong with journaling about your friendship loss. There is nothing wrong with talking to another trusted friend, um, especially one who understands this wave and understands you of loss about the loss in whatever stage that you're in. That can be very helpful. Um, but self-reflection is going to be part of accepting that this person isn't in your life anymore gradual thing it's kind of like digestion you can't make it hurry up it just has to run its course but in your acceptance phase you recognize the wonderful times you have with that person but you don't grieve those times anymore like you don't avoid 
going places anymore. You go there and you might even be able to share a funny story of you and your former friend there and you can move on without it causing any negative emotions for you. Um, and that indeed takes time. But you can get there. Um, and when you are there, it is it feels peaceful there. And you don't have to tell anybody that I'm at peace with it. I'm at peace with it because you already know, like, I'm good. I'm good in this space. So that was me putting the five stages of grief and relating that to a relationship and affirming you that it's okay to go through all those stages. It's okay to go through um, them in different orders. First, you might feel the depression and then feel the anger and then go back to the depression. It's, it's not a linear thing. But there are natural stages to any loss and friendship loss is no different. So don't feel that need to rush to that space of fuck them because you probably don't really want to be like fuck them. You probably want to be like, I hope they're doing well and they achieve everything in, that they want in their life and wish them the best. Even if that means you're not in each other's lives anymore. That's if your friends like that, that might be how you feel. But, you know, I can also see if they really screwed you over. You might be in that fuck on stage, but you still miss them. Right. So in that case, it might take a little bit longer to get to an acceptance space that doesn't include that anger anymore because you were slighted. And all of that is a natural thing to do. I know in my friendships that I've lost, like I said in the beginning, it took me years to get over a couple of them. Um, and I, I remember going through all of those stages with all of those people. And I remember the last friend, well, actually very quite recently with one of the people I had fallen out with. I remember that space of feeling like I didn't know something in my family asking me about them and not knowing. And I felt slighted. And I just had to decide for myself, I can't make that person talk to me. I can't make the relationship mend. I'm, I can't. And I'm not. And so I just decided to emotionally wish that person peace and love. And that is when I got to my acceptance stage in that friendship that we just aren't friends anymore. And the memories that I have are wonderful but that's what they are, the memories. They're in the past. And as we all know, good things come to an end. I think a, a good lesson that we um that I want to share with you from you all know the sip and speak is a group too. We talk as a group. And then I had I keep that same topic and then we have a podcast. So from the group, some things that came out of that and our friendship loss was you know, we cannot keep a friend. We sometimes can't keep everybody in our lives or forever. And we might want to keep people in our lives or forever, but there are seasonal people. And sometimes seasons, it's like a series, like a TV show. Like a TV show could be on for five, six, seven years, and then it ends. And that could be that season with that person. And you got to move on, um, even though it was wonderful. It's just got to move on. And sometimes you got to move on without that person. 
you could be elevating they could be elevating and whatever elevation you're both on it's not room for both of you all to be there maybe later on in life but where you are that person is not going to be helpful for you you can see it that way and you're not helpful for them in their life because you're on two different paths or doing different things so it's okay to let them go you know other people on their friendships being honest about it they may have had some slights that they felt slighted throughout the friendship and they you know like they had just about enough so they cut it off so being honest about how you feel especially if you um are that person who often feels the slight or often feels the offenses in the relationship being honest about that and being able to have those conversations within your friendship about you know when you say this to me or when you do this to me or I experience this with you it offends me it hurts my feelings or you know I leave I leave feeling a certain type of way being honest about that and it it sounds so cliche but for a lot of people that transparency is not always easy so creating spaces even within your friendships for people to be transparent and feel empowered to say those things is a very important thing to do uh, we learned that in our in our space. We also learned that everybody's values aren't the same in our in their friendships. You could be really good friends and absolutely see the world in two different spaces. So even if you do have that transparency, you have to be ready and knowing that it may not always land with that other person how you intend for it to land. Um, and you have to be able to to rock with that. As long as you said you're were honest and true about how you felt you can't really be responsible for where that lands with other people. And you've got to be sure enough with yourself and convicted with yourself for it, for you to process that, I think. Um, and if it's important to you to continue the relationship so that person couldn't figure it out, then cool. But if you cannot utilize your time in that way for that person, then absolutely it's time for you to um to move on because that goes back to that two different trajectories. And maybe you'll move on and move out, move to back together later on. But in that space, you could be utilizing a little bit more emotional maturity than the other person. And honestly, keeping them in your life in that space could not be helpful for you. So it's okay to let them go. Um, but knowing that you're, if that's important to you, knowing that you've been authentic for yourself, that's definitely um, something internally, internally that you have to say, that's important to me, that I was true to me. And that's an okay thing in your friendship. I read a meme yesterday and it was talking about nobody talks about the grief of a friendship. Girl, we just did. Okay. Um, I hope that you have found this information meaningful for you if it's something that you've experienced it's something that you didn't even know you were experiencing and you're being reflective on it let me know um it's something that you're going through now you know girl is nothing wrong with reaching out i'm always here well, i ain't always here but i try to make myself available to people who need someone to talk to and if you can you're your best friend you know, honestly, get some journals, write down. There's nothing wrong with writing down your feelings. If writing is not your thing, then, you know, start recording yourself. It's just talking, upload it into a secure cloud or something, just so something you can get some things off your chest. But don't 
continue to live in 2022 with the grief of a friendship that you are just, you don't want to tell anybody that you're still grieving about. It's totally okay, girl. Like, get that thing, get to acceptance, get to some peace with it. Um, I totally advocate for that. So I try to keep these things under 30 minutes and it's about that time. So thank you for listening to my first podcast episode of the Sip and Speak. Again, I'll be having these once a month and we meet as a group um, in the closed quarters. That's not recorded on different topics too. Our next topic, and just check my page for the next topic, but the next topic is about living single. Not about dating, girl. It's just about our lives as single people. So if you identify as being a single person, that means that you've never been married. It means that you could be widowed. It could be that you're divorced. It can mean a whole lot of different things. Singleness. If you identify as a single individual, come on out. It's on Zoom. It's virtual. You can do this at the comfort of your house. And then, of course, we will have the podcast released in October about living, hey, single. All right, you guys, I'm out. And as always, sis, never, ever doubt yourself. I will see you soon. Bye.